Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Monday. Well, thank you. I just got here myself. It is uh, midterm eve. Day before the election. Some of you have already voted. Matter of fact, uh, quite a few people have already voted. <laughs> Most of the people I talk to. I, are you going to go vote on Tuesday? No, I voted last week. Oh, already okay. done. Um, I, I, my wife and I both um, voted absentee mm-hmm. um, because we, I mean, number one, I don't think she's going to be in town, I believe, tomorrow. I think she leaves, so she had to vote absentee. And for me, I just was not going to stand in line for over two hours like I did for the primary. That's been kind of a, a, a I don't want to say a universal thing, but uh, uh, it's been one of the best reasons that, that people have given for voting ahead of time is they just don't like to stand in line. This is the first time that I've voted absentee. Really? Yeah. I've, and done, I've actually done it a bunch of times. The uh, previous times before, I've never had to stand in line. The year that they predicted uh, because of COVID that you might have to be a long time in line, mm-hmm. my precinct that was close to my house when we lived in Eagle uh, I was in and out within 10 minutes. Cool. I don't have a problem waiting a few minutes. Um, however, for the primary this year, and now I live in Canyon County, which um, all the voting in Canyon County is done by machine instead of filling out a paper ballot. Yeah. Um, I've never voted in Canyon County. There was a two-hour wait at the precinct that we had, over two hours. By the time that I went, I think it was at, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Line was out the door. There was at least, there was over 100 people in line, and they're expecting more people this particular election in it for it to take longer because the primary was two pages long this is uh three pages long this time so that's why i did i just said i i I can't i don't i don't stand in line for anything and yes i know i'm gonna get complaints again and people criticizing it's like you know it's our people fought for that right to stand in line well no they fought for my right to vote they didn't Mm -hmm. fight for my right to stand in line and you may think that you know because you gotta vote by mail that there's possibility of fraud, and that's your opinion. You, I got, just, you got to fight for your right to party, if the Beastie Boys can be believed. I guess. I don't know what that has to do with oh. the election, but well, okay. A, it's a lot. There's a Republican Party, a Democratic Party. Oh, so they're going to fight for their right to party. Got it. Now I understand. Um, with the uh, election coming up here tomorrow, today, going to take your uh, predictions. There are a couple things that you can predict on. Um, like to see your predictions on whether or not you think that both the Senate and the House nationally mm-hmm. will flip. Will they stay the same? Will one switch? Will the other stay the same? Um, or will both remain control of the Democrats? You can make your prediction on that this morning. Locally, uh, what do you think about the governor's race? If you think that Governor Brad Little is going to win easily, Say why, the reason why you think that. If you think that Ammon Bundy, the independent candidate, is uh, going to win, the reason why you think you're going, he's going to win, or the reason why you think he's going to do well, or what do you think the percentage-wise, um, how much of the vote will Ammon Bundy get? The other one that uh, we have probably uh, a contested race that a lot of people have interest in is for Attorney General. You can uh, also give your predictions on that. And the reason that there's... Uh, a lot of people thinking that that could be a kind of a critical race is because of how many people Republicans 
have come out in support for a Democrat who is running, Tom Arkush, against mm-hmm. um, the uh, Republican, Raul Labrador. You can give uh, your your predictions on uh, that also this morning. So we'll just take those calls all throughout the morning. It is Monday. That means, unfortunately, we got to talk about football. Boise State with a uh, it was an entertaining game, hard fought game, but unfortunately they end the series on a loss. Kind of the same way the games have been played with BYU. Again, five games have been decided by three points or less, and this game, once again, decided by three points. Those are always fun until the very end when you lose. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Boise State will not be coming home with the win in this one. However, this is my personal opinion, not a big deal. Boise State wasn't going to a New Year's Eve six game anyway. There's just too many teams that are higher ranked right now. So even if they won out... um, there weren't going to be any wins against any upcoming teams that were going to be able to make them jump. Liberty beat Arkansas this weekend. Mm-hmm. They're, I think, 9-1 and one or 8-1 and one right now. So when you have Liberty beating Arkansas, who's had a pretty good year, um, they jump into the talk, a talk of the, uh, the yeah. Power 5 team coming Coastal, in. Coastal Carolinas yeah. having a terrific year. Having a good year. And, um, I, I mean, Cincinnati for that matter is having uh, even though they have two losses if they went out they've got some good losses Mm -hmm. um you know so boise state wasn't going to get to a power five bowl game this year so everything that they still want to do is still ahead of them they they can still win the mountain west they can still get to the mountain west championship they can still go to a bowl game so that is still ahead of them and we'll talk more about that that's true they still haven't lost a mountain west game no uh, Bob Beeler will be with us uh, coming up later this morning. Also, don't forget our play of the game. If you listened in after the game, probably need to have listened in to know what the play of the game is going to be. Rick Worthing picks that for you, and uh, we'll give away a lock, stock, and barrel gift certificate coming up here between 8.30 and 9 o'clock this morning. Brad and Eagle, go ahead. Give us your um, election predictions. Which, which Which race did you want to predict? Well, I'm I'm going to give an over under on the governor's race for Ammon Bundy at seventy five thousand. Which percentage would that be? Do you think? Uh, that's like what three and a half, right? Right around there. Oh, you think it's going to be that little? That's about the least I've heard so far. People predicting. Yeah, I I just I I see him getting close to a hundred myself, which is why I put the over under at seventy five. Um. I've seen just way too many Bundy signs. I've seen way too many Bundy things in cars, so on and so forth. It, it's it's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, I, I on on the um, attorney general. I pray to God that Raul Labrador gets his you know what handed to him because <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 sorry. Um, he's not- an election den- He's an election denier. And he doesn't seem to understand the role of the attorney general because during the debate, he made statements like, I'm going to help the legislature craft laws. It's not the attorney general's spot to help the legislature craft laws. All right. So I know that's who you want. Now, give us your prediction on who wins. Oh, it's going that that will probably be the closest race in the state that, that a Democrat actually stands a chance of winning. All right. We will I, see. I, I, it's Idaho. Everything's going to go Republican like it always does. Yeah. 
We will see coming up here uh, by Wednesday morning. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the predictions. Uh, of course, all your coverage happens here on News Talk KBY. Beginning at 5 o'clock with all the national races. Nate Shulman will begin that. And then at 9 o'clock as local numbers start rolling in, Rick Worthington and uh, Nate Shulman will be giving you updates um, throughout the evening. You'll listen here to News Talk KBOI and hear all your election coverage. As a matter of fact, more coverage than you're going to hear anyplace else. 6.15, time for your first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Unfortunately, uh, no win for Boise State. That means no Blue Bronco on special for half price. However... You still have the Worthington. You still have uh, a whole slew of other sandwiches available for you <laughs> com- tomorrow, um, all worth the price. To both locations, by the right, way. And you can still get that one. You, you can just, still get the Blue Bunker. It's just, just going to be full yeah. price, but it's yeah. worth it. It, it really is. Um, get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli. You don't believe me? Check out one of their fat sandwiches. Remember, never trust a skinny sandwich. Good morning. The Seattle Seahawks have been really, really impressive this year, especially because they lost their quarterback at the beginning of the year. But Geno Smith has been more than impressive. He has done a fantastic job playing the Arizona Cardinals and looking to stay in first place. Would the Seahawks have enough offense? To, to DK. Third down and goal. Here comes the blitz. Geno stands strong, throws to the end zone. It is caught. Is he in? Is he in? I'm waiting. Yes! Touchdown, Seahawks! It took a while for the official even to figure it out. DK Metcalf in the back corner of the end zone. Well, the Arizona Cardinals would not go away. They did put up three touchdowns during the game, but the Seahawks in the end had too much in the running game. First and goal at the one. Walker stays in the backfield. Geno from the shotgun. Walker has it. Walker bounces in. Touchdown, Seahawks! Once again, the call on the Seahawks radio network, a game that you heard right here on News Talk KBOI. Kenneth Walker the second with that one-yard rushing touchdown extended the Seahawks' lead at the time to 24-14. to Seahawks would go on to beat Arizona by a score of 31-21. to And what does it look like now in the NFC West with the Seahawks' victory? They are in first place all alone ahead of the San Francisco 49ers and the Rams and Cardinals tied for last right now both with only 3 wins apiece. So Seattle 6 and 3, the 49ers 4 and 4 with still a lot of season to play. But you got to like what the Seahawks have been able to do so far this year. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click the listen live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, we're taking your predictions on the election on Election Eve. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be going to the polls, for those of you who haven't gone. All the election coverage, as mentioned, will be covered here beginning at 5 o'clock nationally, and then 9 o'clock we'll start covering local elections uh, coming up for you. Um, this uh, weekend, not surprisingly, or maybe surprisingly to uh, some of you, uh, Houston Astros are once again the uh, unfortunate winners of the World Series. Unfortunate because uh, still think they cheated were, to win one of those. And uh, back in 2017, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they also beat the uh, Mariners to uh, get to the point where they are today. But there are a lot of people that are happy in Houston. This morning, Dusty Baker had managed the most games ever without a World Series title. Not anymore. 
How about the Mastos? Congratulations to Dusty Baker. Yeah, Dusty's in his, I do like he's Dusty. in his 70s. Yeah, I do like Dusty. And he was not the manager at the time when they were accused no, of cheating. Uh, matter of fact, that manager lost his job because of it. Uh, also, the other person happy. Well, there's a lot of people in Houston happy. Um, people who bought furniture and Mattress <laughs> Mac. Who Mattress bought- <laughs> Mac is extremely happy. $75 million winner. Wow. The entire city is excited about the Astros. Astros are hot. Phillies are a great team. Should be a great series. I'm predicting the Astros in six. Go Astros! Let's go. Let's win this game and win the World Series tonight. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Mac. It is uh, interesting. I don't know a lot I know, about I, you know, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I really should have placed millions of dollars on the Astros. <laughs> now, keep in mind, he didn't do this before the World Series. He did this before the playoffs began, which is yeah. why he got such good odds and why his $10 million bet is going to return $75 million. I was watching social media. Um, it's cool. I, I, I don't know a lot about Mattress Mac, but apparently he just gives away just millions and millions of dollars. Um, he's a philanthropist. He doesn't hoard his money or anything like that. And the reason why well, I said there, it comes back to him anyway. Yeah. The reason why I said that there are a lot of people happy because there are thousands of people that paid $3,000 or more for furniture. And if you paid at least oh, $3,000 yeah. for furniture, your furniture is now free. He will cut you a check to everybody who bought furniture from him who paid more than $3,000. So if you pay $10,000 to you know buy a bunch of furniture, for you're going to get a $10,000 mm-hmm. check, which is cool. It's a great promotion because even if he loses, you know if he's got 5,000 people who invested an average of $4,500 a person for furniture... Even if he loses the millions of dollars, you know he he gets to write that off on all the bets that he you know loses because he or uh, all the bets that he wins because he lost a huge bet for the Super Bowl. You remember? Yeah, um, placed a bet, and I think he you lost can, something like fifteen million dollars in that. If you if you bet on things and lose money, you can write that off against your winnings. Oh, okay. So this seventy-five million dollars, he can write off his losses in the Super Bowl earlier this year against his oh, okay. win on his taxes. Yeah, because you're you're supposed to pay taxes on you're, what you, what pay you win. Pay taxes on right. your, what you win, but if like the, you keep track, but if track, I placed like three big bets this year and lost all of them, I can't just no write that no. Off. You can only pay write well, it off against your win. Um, so bummer. But, yeah. Anyway, congratulations to everybody who got to take advantage of that. Uh, we need a mattress. We need a Boise Mac. That's what we need. If I could, Boise I would Mac. write off losing scratch-off ticket. <laughs> well, you can, but you have to take it against any of your... Like, if you win a big win in blackjack at... That's a big if, isn't win it? A, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but if you do, if you win $1,000, you can bring your losing tickets and write that against that $1,000 win. So you can. You just have to keep track of your tickets. You can't just say, hey, I lost this much money. You have to have your receipts. KBOI Newstime, 627. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, if you were uh, not one of the people who live in Houston, Texas, and bought a bunch of furniture and get to make some money off a $75 million payoff, still a way you can uh, make money off a payoff. A record one at least one point nine billion dollars, maybe hit, as high as yeah. two billion dollars tonight. Hit two. 
and if it's two billion, then the uh, amount that you actually, uh, you know, get to uh, take home would be one billion. If if you do the one the lump sum, yeah. But then you subtract uh, you subtract taxes from that, and it probably comes out to five hundred and fifty million, which yeah you know, is enough. I think. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Five hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, can you really live your rest of the life comfortably? I was. Think of in these moments. I think of Latrell Sprewell, who was negotiating a raise from four million to seven million a year, and said, "Hey, I've got a family to feed." <laughs> Needed that extra three million dollars. Apparently, he? big eaters. The uh, Sprewells. Uh, there were uh, six winners who did walk away with some money on Saturday night, winning one million dollars, and there was one more winner who got $2 million because he uh, played the power play. So there was some money given away. However, nobody won the biggie. Mm. Uh, my prediction was wrong. I thought there would be a winner on Saturday night. So You're going to be right one of these days. Uh, yeah. Uh, now I, I don't even want to make a prediction. I'd like to see this get up to like $3 billion. We'd have to go you know, probably close to the first of the year for it to do it. Well, maybe not even that long. I'd like to see it get to $3 billion if you know I get to win it, but... Other than that, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. So, anyway, the drawing is tonight. If you want to take part in uh, that $1.9 billion, um, keep in mind, if you get one matching number uh, plus the Powerball, you can win $4. That's the most I've ever won on uh, any one of either the Mega Millions or Powerball. It is, is getting one number and the Powerball. That's how hard it is I, out of all the times I've played. You've got me by a buck. The, the most I've ever won is $3. Two matching numbers will get you plus the Powerball seven dollars. Three matching numbers seven, uh, also seven dollars. Three matching numbers plus the Powerball. Now we're starting to win some big bucks. That's a hundred dollars. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn it down. Four matching numbers plus the Powerball. So basically, you're matching five numbers gets yeah. you fifty thousand. But if you match five numbers, you get a million dollars. How frustrating would that be? Four numbers in the Powerball. I missed it by one. So instead of one point nine billion, I got fifty thousand. Um, well, it would be terribly fifty. It wouldn't be terribly frustrating because at least you got fifty thousand. Well, not really, because you got taxes, so you'd have about maybe uh, twenty five, twenty six thousand, something yeah. like that, twenty seven thousand. Maybe it'd be like making it, you know, at a job. Yeah, but you didn't have to work. But you could go to work. You couldn't quit. <laughs> I, I won the lottery. However, I didn't win enough so that I can quit my job. KBY News Time, 644. 50,000, you could quit for a while if you wanted to, but you'd have to get another job. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Maybe Twitter will be looking sometime in the future. Nah. KBY News Time, Yeah, apparently they had twice as many people as they needed. (laughs) 645, time for a check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch. You don't believe me, it's been voted the number one deli in the entire state of Idaho. If you've never been there, what are you waiting for? Get in today and find out why they have been voted the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. BYU threw for 377 yards, the highest total the Broncos have allowed this season. It helped the Cougars to a 31-28 victory over the Broncos on Saturday night. Boise State came into the game as the nation's number one pass defense on the season, allowing just 134 yards per game. Jaron Hall completed 29 of 42 passes, with 14 going to Puka Nakua for 157 yards and two touchdowns. One of them was the game winner with 146 left. Safety J.L. Skinner talked about the troubles defending BYU. Uh, Just running things to be able to cause trouble for us. They played a great game, coached very well, executed very well. So that was good on their part. And, you know, next time we'll be more prepared. 
The Broncos are now 6-3 and three overall and still 5-0 and oh in the conference. They'll close out the season with three straight Mountain West games. Up next, Saturday at Nevada. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Kickoff for Nevada on Saturday night is at 8.30 p.m. I'm Rick Worthington. I'm the Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to the show. Remember, not only are you a listener, but you can participate in the show by calling us at 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, you can get through by texting us also, 208-336-3700, or emailing chris at kboy.com and mike at kboy.com. Our uh, Dow futures up 116 points after being up over 400 points on Friday. All three of the indexes up 12 points for the Standard & Poor, 38%, uh, or 38 points in the NASDAQ. Jeremiah Bates will be with us coming up here in about 15 minutes. We'll talk about the busy week ahead um, and what we have to look forward to. Also having to do uh, a little bit with that, Albertsons, if you were hoping you own stock in Albertsons and hoping to get a huge dividend paycheck today, um, not going to happen. Mm. Albertsons will not be making the di- giant dividend payout to shareholders today. After all, Albertsons said Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson has been granted a temporary restraining order regarding the $4 billion special dividend payout. Ferguson sued Albertsons and Kroger last Tuesday to block the Boise-based retailer from uh, the payout until state and federal antitrust regulators had been able to review the company's proposed proposed merger with Kroger. The complaint is, and uh, there were a few suits filed, even uh, Idaho Attorney General wrote a letter saying that we don't want you to be paying this dividend because there could be a possibility that the sale does not go through and it could cause problems or hardships with you continuing to operate as a business if the government says uh yet hmm. on your purchase uh <laughs> we're Kroger's not, we're, purchase of Albertsons. We're not the government who says yet. <laughs> That's a different government. Um Albertsons continues to maintain that the lawsuit brought by the state of Washington and similar lawsuits brought by attorneys general of California, Illinois, and District of Columbia are meritless and provide no legal basis for canceling or postponing a dividend that has been duly and unanimously approved by Albertson Company's fully informed board of directors. By the way, the payout for every unit of stock that you own would have been $6.85. Which, if you own a lot of stock, is a lot it's, of money. Yeah, is a, is a lot of money. And, and it was unexpected. You will still make money when the company takes over in addition because of the buyout of the stock in the future. But you were counting on that for Christmas, might want to get a second job instead because you're not going <laughs> to get that paycheck. Um, taking phone calls and emails, we're uh, on election eve this morning. So all throughout the morning today, we're taking your predictions, what you think is going to be uh, happening in the national election. We want to know what your thoughts are in the Senate. Will it stay the same? Will Democrats increase seats or will republicans overturn the senate same with the house how you feel as far as the national elections locally want to know what you think about the governor's race um if you think ammon bundy is going to win uh tomorrow why do you we want your reason not just hey this is what i think is going to happen your reasoning and uh, if you don't think he's going to win 
and that Governor Little will win. Yeah. What do you think Emma Bundy's uh, percentage of the vote will be? Who you want to win and who you think is going to win often can be very different. Yeah. Uh, the other race, keeping an eye on, just because there are so many Republicans who endorsed and announced public support for Tom Arcouche, who is running for Attorney General against Raul Labrador, want to know your thoughts on that race. Who do you think is going to win that? Um, we'll take your phone calls and emails all throughout the morning. There's no right or wrong answer. We're just curious. Get the pulse. Put our finger on the pulse of the Treasure Valley this morning. <laughs> it's probably out of all the places we can put our finger, one of the best places that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Relatively Rob, safe. Rob and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I've got a question for you. What happens if we don't vote for the incumbents and we split the vote and the Democrats get in? Is there a chance of that? Well, there's always a chance of it. So what do you think, the, what do you feel the the vibe is here? Well, th- could that happen? Are you, well, I don't are know, you talking what, in the state of Idaho or are you talking nationally? Yeah, talking in the state of Idaho. Okay. That's what you have to weigh all the time. I mean, if you're generally a Republican yeah. but you don't like the Republican candidate, you have to decide, do I like the Democrat candidate better than I pr- would prefer just any old Republican? Right. The other thing you got to look at is there are so many races going on in the state of Idaho that don't even have a Democratic candidate running. Yeah, that's always right. the case. Yeah. What are your, so your predictions? So it's, it's a tough one to call then, right? Yeah. What are your predictions? What do you think is going to well, happen I'm, with the I'm, governor's I'm, race? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I would really like to see Bundy get it. But like I say, I, don't wanna, I wouldn't want to see uh, a third of the people vote for Vun- Bundy, a third of the people vote for uh, the other guy, and a third of uh, the people vote for well that, um, would, that would be a three-way tie <laughs> that would be a three-way tie so you split that you split that tie we get a, a quarter of the vote for bundy and a quarter of the vote for uh or you know three eight or four eight or uh, you know a little bit more than half of the vote yeah. and uh so you're, the start, other guy. you're starting to get into math here and you're confusing us yeah you know it's just getting confusing Oh, that's, that being said, but it could be 30% for each of the Republicans and 40% for the Democrat. That's a possibility. It could be. So, you know, by, I, by splitting that vote. I will say the chance. Taking a chance or? The chance of the vote for governor being split 30, uh, one-third for each um, would be okay. the similar chance for you winning the uh, lottery tonight for $1.9 billion, I think. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll go for that. And I'll make uh, I'll make the right choice. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate the call this morning. Appreciate you listening. Bye. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are also important numbers to remember because we've got a lot of stuff we're giving away this morning. Of course, you've already known about the uh, $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. We're giving away with the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question at 8 o'clock. Lock, stock, and barrel. $50 gift certificate coming uh, during Bronco Monday, as we always do. Rick Worthington chose the play of the game on Saturday night. If you listen into the post game, you know what that play is. You could win that $50 gift certificate. In addition to that, we don't have a home game for the Boise State Broncos this week, but we do have home games going on with the basketball team. That's right. Basketball season is back. Coming up Wednesday night, Nate Shellman will have tickets to give away to Wednesday night's game against North Dakota State coming up here uh, this afternoon. This morning, we have a couple of chances for you to get to the Idaho uh, Center Capital Classic, which is going on Saturday. Boise State taking on um, Washington State University. And if you want to win those tickets, stick around. Your first chance is going to win. Uh, your first chance to win is going to be coming up here sometime within the next 90 minutes on News Talk KBOI. Stick around for your chance to win. A couple of chances for you this morning if you want to see some great basketball action. Get a look at the 
Boise State's Broncos basketball team. A lot of new names on that team. A lot of talent, too. Time for a check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. It is a soup type of day, and every day they have a different soup for you to choose from. Made from scratch with love. Get in today. Team that up with a sandwich, soup, or a salad, or a sandwich, or a salad. (laughs) And uh, you also can do a a wrap. Every single sandwich that they have can be turned into a wrap or a salad at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Good morning. Sunday night football, a really good game played last night. If you stayed up to watch, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. And it came right on down to the wire. Thing you got to say about Kansas City is they are never out of a game thanks to their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. The line of scrimmage between the seven and the eight. Quick snap. They throw it right flat. Hartman in the backfield. Jitterbug move. Stretches out near front pylon. Touchdown! Kansas City! Hartman, who had the three TDs against San Francisco, gargles the sweet nectar on the Chiefs' first touchdown of this game. The Titans wouldn't go away. Of course, they've got a terrific running game, and it was up to Mahomes to try and tie the game. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble, and now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. They would get the two-point conversion to tie the game, and it would go into overtime. And this is how it ended. This will be put down at the 18. This is a 28-yard attempt to try to give the Chiefs the lead in overtime. At 4.07 remaining, ball will be on the near hash. Winchester ready to snap it. Placement down by Townsend, and the kick is good. The Chiefs have a 20-17 lead. And with that, the Kansas City Chiefs would go on to win the game. What does that mean for the Chiefs? Well, they're in first place in the AFC West, 6-2 and two overall. The Chargers right behind them at 5-3. and three. The Denver Broncos are 3-5. and five. Very disappointing, but not as disappointing as the Raiders, who lost to Jacksonville again yesterday and fall to 2-6. and six. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again. Talk about your money. Lay out the uh, week ahead. Friday, Dow is up over 400 points. Starting out the morning, look like it's going to start pretty well. Head of the opening here, up over 100 points. Uh, what are we going to be uh, looking at to have an effect on the stock market this coming week? Oh, no, it is it is going to be a busy week. Interestingly enough, there's only 38 more trading days left in the year of 2022. Two major events. We Of course, we have midterm elections and we have the consumer price index for last month, for the month of October, re- really giving some insight on inflation, which in turn will then lead to speculation on what the Federal Reserve will do. Now, of course, I know a lot of attention is on the midterm elections. However, history has shown that generally after 12 months after a midterm election, the S&P 500 on average is usually up uh, around 15%. If you look out of the last 17, so out of the last 19 midterm elections that we've seen since 1946, 17 out of that 19 stocks performed better in the six months following that election. And really the idea behind that is 
investors now have some idea of certainty, right? Now, we don't know whether it's going to be split. I mean, what, which side we're going to lean, but likely we could have, to have a divided government, which historically has led to better returns. Just because the kind of the idea behind that is the likelihood of getting any, any major tax policies or any major spending policies are likely not to happen because you're going to have that political gridlock or brinksmanship. So, but bottom line is, uh, don't put your attention too much on your investments around midterm elections. Uh, the focus needs to be more on obviously what we've seen so far this year around interest rate, inflation, and corporate earnings. And of course, Thursday will bring us that, um, that inflation data. And hopefully we're starting to see it start to, hopefully it's peaked. We're starting to see it de- decelerate at a decent clip. Well, from your mouth to uh, God's ears, uh, we'll find out coming up Thursday. Uh, thanks. We'll get an update from you in about an hour. As of right now, it's looking good. All three indexes are up ahead of the opening. And then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations to David Lehman. He's headed to the Boise State WSU game coming up. Capital City Classic this uh, coming Saturday night. Idaho Central Credit Union Arena. Congratulations. If you didn't win this morning... Right now, we have another chance for you. Listen in in the 9 o'clock hour, your next chance. By the way, I apologize. I've been saying North Dakota State. Um, I mean, it's North Dakota, South Dakota. Who cares? Um, just kidding. Well, people who live there, I suppose. <laughs> uh, nobody here uh, cares necessarily, except for the fact Boise State's taking on South Dakota State on Wednesday night, not North Dakota, North Dakota State. I apologize. It's South Dakota State. So the Jackrabbits. There you go. Okay. Um, chance for you to go to that game. By the way, Nate Shelman will have tickets coming up this afternoon if you want to go see that game Wednesday night at uh, Extra Mile Arena. We have more winning coming your way this morning still. Don't forget, we are going to be looking for the Rick Worthington play of the game from Saturday night's game. If you uh, listen into the post game, you probably should know what that is. We'll have a chance for that $50 gift certificate lock, stock, and barrel during Bronco Monday between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. So keep listening in. Paul and Nampa, thanks for being patient. Hold on this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I just I wanted to just say that the Broncos didn't have a, a decent game. They, they just kind of lost in the last few minutes of the game. But the guy that, that played for the, for the other team, for um, BYU, he had a heck of a game. I mean, you you got to take your hats off to him. He was the one that was making the big plays for him going down the stretch. And without that guy, I don't know whether or not they could have won that game or not. You know, it took the quarterback and him to hook up a couple of times and, and make <laughs> some great plays. Fourteen times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that guy had a sterling game, probably the best game of his career, I would imagine, without ever seeing him before play. But – that's the way it appeared to me. But, uh, you know, with this, this 41% approval rating that I saw for Biden on Saturday, I saw it was listed. I just thought, who are these 41 garbanzo brains that are going to vote for him? Well, know, I'm, I'm sure liberals are, I mean, there are, there are people, you know, Democrats would never vote for anybody with an R behind their name. Yeah, they just they can't bring themselves to do it, even if it means the good of the country. Well, well there's always I mean, a possibility, too, that there are people who don't like the job he's done, but they don't think anybody else can actually do better. <laughs> I, I've known people who make that argument. <laughs> okay. 
And yeah. in so, all sort fairness, of, sort of like how the devil you know is better than yeah. the one you don't. In all fairness, also, Paul, there are people, you know, there are Republicans who would never vote for a Democrat, no matter if they thought, even if they thought it might do a good thing for the country, they just would never vote for anybody with a D behind their name. So, I mean, it works both ways. Isn't there somebody that's actually running in Idaho under a D that's running against ours? That, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? I can't Tom, right Tom Arkush. He's, he's, right. he's running as a Democrat. Um, he's probably not a Democrat. He's ran, he's been an independent his whole life, but he ran as a Democrat mm-hmm. for the same reason that Ammon Bundy is running as an independent. Right. Because he, he wasn't going to get the, you know, the, the vote, um, in the primary. So, um, he decided to run as a, a Democrat instead of an independent. And by doing that, he ended up being the Democratic candidate for attorney general. Okay, that explains things. I still don't understand why you'd want to run in a losing ticket. <laughs> well, there's some people that says it think that he has a chance. He's gotten <laughs> over sixty Republicans, high ranking Republican officials who have endorsed or, you know, publicly supported him for the upcoming election. So there's some people that think that it may be a chance for a Democrat to upset one of the Republicans in the election. We'll find out. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You guys um, have a good day. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, we're taking your predictions this morning. Anything you want to talk about the election is coming up tomorrow. Your chance to vote. We'll have all the coverage here on News Talk KBOI beginning at 5 o'clock with the national races. 9 o'clock, we'll start uh, with the local races here on News Talk KBOI. Right now, time for a final check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. They open up at 1030. Before you go, you want to check out their menu? Go to FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Good morning, I'm Rick Worthington. Well, the Broncos' four-game winning streak is now over. The BYU Cougars broke that streak with a 31-28 victory over the Broncos on Saturday night in front of a crowd of over 36,000 fans. The Bronco defense had allowed six touchdowns on 16 trips into the red zone prior to the game. BYU was one for four heading into the game's final drive, but the Cougars were able to convert a fourth down pass for a score from the Broncos' six with 1.46 to go. Coach Avalos said BYU made one more play. When we spoke earlier this week, we said it would come down to explosive plays, right? And that's the way these games have always came. Uh, they've come down to that and how you play in the red zone. Um, we played well in the first half uh, down in the red zone, and uh um, had some huge key stops, and um, we we obviously uh, just came up short uh, there at the end. The Broncos will head back into Mountain West action Saturday in Nevada, looking to go to 6-0 and in conference play. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. By the way, it's going to be a very late kickoff time on Saturday night at Nevada. 8.30 p.m. kick time is what's been scheduled. I'm Rick Worthington. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.51, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Phone lines are open, and like I said, uh, we're uh, talking to you this morning about the election coming up here tomorrow. Trying to get your uh, guesses, what you think will happen, uh, mainly with... uh, Senate and House nationally, and uh, also here locally, what you think, your predictions for the governor's race with Ammon Bundy, Governor Brad Little, Um, also uh, what you think possibly about, if you want to weigh in on the uh, race for Attorney General, those seem to be the uh, contested most talked about races this morning. No right or wrong answers, 
Just make your predictions ahead of tomorrow. Of course, don't forget to be listening to News Talk KBOI. We will have all your coverage beginning at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with Nate Shulman during his show with the National. That's when the national coverage starts. Yep. And then uh, our polls don't close here uh, in North Idaho until 9 p.m. our time in Southern Idaho. Yep. So uh, that's what time we'll start getting Idaho results. So once again, if you uh, want to weigh in today, we're taking your uh, calls on that. Anything having to do with the election, pretty much, if you want to weigh in today, is your uh, chance to go ahead and do that if you want. I have to say this morning, man, it was so awesome. I woke up without my alarm clock ahead of time yeah, yeah. because of uh, daylight saving time coming to an end on uh, Saturday. As mentioned, I am hoping that this might be, hopefully, fingers crossed, the last time we have to deal with daylight saving time. I forgot about it on Saturday night. So uh, Sunday morning, I turned on football at 10. Oh, you're and of course, see the game. And, of course, football starts at 11. only 9, yeah. That's when I remembered. Um, in March, the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act. That, that would make daylight saving time permanent. So the next time we spring forward, fingers crossed, we may never have to shift back. But it is not a sure thing. House of Representatives still hasn't voted on the bill and until it passes the House, nothing happens, and we keep shifting the clocks twice a year. In uh, a report back in July, it said that the House had hit a brick wall based on, quote, fundamental disagreements over its language. Isn't that always the case? That's <laughs> well, always fundamental difference over, over something. Uh, but it is on the back burner because things like inflation are considered more pressing, uh, things like investigating President Trump, the January 6th hearings, yada, yada, yada. So it got pushed to the back burner. I don't, we don't know if it's going to get brought up in the House in time before, you know, we would go and spring forward in the spring to mm-hmm. daylight saving time. But I just hope it happens. And there's so much evidence to back up that this is not a good thing. Medical doctors say uh, today, they're, even with, with the great, this being the great day where you get a little more rest or it seems like you get a m- little more rest, um, incidences of stroke, heart attacks, and car accidents are higher, not as high as they are in the spring when we do spring forward. Then they're even higher than that. But even even this one day, mm-hmm. all those things are, are higher than usual just because there's a time in the clock. You know, I wouldn't. I, would, I don't know. I wouldn't think one hour would make that much difference, but. According to these statistics, it does. And it feel, I, I'm telling you, an hour made a huge difference to me just this morning. Uh, like I said, I woke up way before the alarm went off, normally when I would wake yeah. up. And usually, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not waking up until that alarm goes off. And then I'm cussing the alarm and going back to sleep for another <laughs> 10 minutes because it's on snooze, snooze alarm. But, mm-hmm. um, and in, in, quite frankly, in the spring, I, the same problem. It's like I'm, it takes me a week or so to catch up. I never hit snooze because tired. once I hit it, and I think I hit it wrong. <laughs> and you, you never want to do that again. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Sandy writes in Mike at KBOI.com and Chris at KBOI.com. Send us this both. Says it's false narrative that Ammon Bundy will split the vote. IdahoTribune.org put out a detailed article laying out those numbers. The Bundy campaign has given out similar numbers, too. There are only 128,832 registered Democrats, while there are 574,000 registered Republicans. 511,661 Republicans are likely to vote. Taking the unaffiliated voters into consideration who tend to vote Republican, that total goes up to 611,661. Should Little and Bundy split the vote down the middle 
it still gives each of them 350700 Bundy will not split the vote. My prediction is, here's Sandy's prediction, Bundy wins, but it will be close. Labrador wins. Republicans take the Senate and the House nationally. And there's a, and there's a prediction. Wow, that is a prediction. Um, thanks, Sandy. Kent wrote in to say, I am a longtime voter, but haven't considered doing this before and want to ask if it is permissible. Can you take a completed sample ballot into the voting booth with you to use as a reference and a reminder of who you have researched and chosen to support? I believe you can. I've uh, known several people who wrote down who they wanted to support and, you know, folded up the piece of paper and put Mm -hmm. it in their pocket and then took it out. So I don't know why a sample ballot would be. Yeah, I think you can. Wouldn't be permissible. Blake writes in, so Mike, if we get rid of daylight saving time, does that mean the end of our late summer sunsets? I guarantee you all these people bitching about the time change twice a year will be pissed. The sun will be going down at 830 at the latest during our great summers. There will even be people that don't understand and will think climate change is causing the sun to go down earlier. People I will, guarantee People it. will show up late for fireworks. It'll be just <laughs> awful. 95% of the population uh, are idiotic morons. Here's the thing, Blake. They're not getting rid of daylight saving time. The vote is to get rid of standard time and everybody go to daylight saving time. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, it, it, our, we would still have the same late nights. Well, and, and that's see, that's wrong to say that ninety five percent of the population are idiotic morons. It's probably half that, <laughs> maybe a little more. Come on, we take phone calls all the time, Chris. It's you might you have to agree it might even be more than half that. No, I, I don't necessarily think we get a, a cross section of everybody here. Sure, we do. And most of the people I like to think that most anyway. of the people make perfect sense. KBY News Time. 7.57. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. It is 8.07. Once again, thanks for listening in. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, reminder, once again, out and about, coming up this Friday for another hometown breakfast. Thanks to everybody who showed up. Man, I have to tell you that uh, original Sunrise Cafe in Middleton. You that was could, hopping. Yeah. You could probably hear it towards the end of the show where we could hardly hear ourselves talk. There were so many people in there. And I, I think at one point, I think every single table... Mm-hmm. There might have been a couple of places oh, was, at the bar that was open. It was uh, more than one point. For a while, they had people waiting. So thank you very much for everybody who showed up. Uh, this week, uh, we are headed to Meridian once again. Uh, we're going to be at La Peep. That's on Eagle Road, right across the street, uh, by the way, from our sponsor from Open Phones Friday, Fast Eddie's. So come into La Peep. Some absolutely delicious breakfast items, lunch. They serve lunch. They have a huge Huge menu of mimosas that, uh, you know, if, if you don't have to work that day, you, <laughs> you can enjoy that. If you have the whole afternoon free for a nap. Chris Bacon, it's another one of those places. What's your? Do you remember what your favorite at this place is? Every, I, I, every place we go, we seem to I have know, our favorite. I, we keep ordering the same things. Well, you've been, you've been switching it up. Yeah, lately, I switched though. it up. I, I matter of fact, I went with the uh, waitress's suggestion. She said, do you want to know what I think is the best thing on the menu? And I have to admit, she did not steer me uh, wrong. Uh, chorizo omelet. And then uh, I said, I want extra crispy hash browns. And you know what they did with their crash browns? Maybe the best hash browns I've ever had. They put them in the deep fryer. <laughs> and they were 
extra crispy. It was just a big block of uh, hash browns at the original Sunrise Cafe. Uh, great service. We've had the same server. Um, I think we've been to Middleton three times, and mm-hmm. she's, she's been our server all three yeah. times. She does a fabulous job. So They are actually uh, quite consistent. That way. Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing, once again headed to La Peep this coming Friday, so hopefully you'll come out and join us. So we get into uh, the 8 o'clock hour. Dow, future, or Dow Futures were up over 100 points uh, before it opened. Still up about 100 points, 94 points uh, right now. Uh, 40 minutes after the Dow has been open, all three of the indexes are currently uh, up once again today. Once again, we are uh, taking your input, what you think. Anything having to do the, with the election, if you want to weigh in today, Corey writes in, I predict mass mail-in ballot counting machine issues in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. They will kick Republican poll watchers out at midnight, and somehow in the morning tens of thousands more ballots Show is counted for the Democrats. They always count the big Democratic cities last, so it seems reasonable. Millions of ballots go to the Democrats, stealing the election in the end. Mm. Ballot recounts are a joke. Counting the same suspect ballots over means nothing. Verifying every signature in person is eligible to vote is what needs to be done. I remember what I like at La Peep. I like the Omni Omelette. Omni Omelette. Mm-hmm. It's ham, sausage, and bacon, along with bell pepper, onions, mushrooms, and combo cheese topped with our sour cream diced uh, tomatoes, and green onions. Great. Now I'm hungry again. Yeah. Um, well, I was anyway, so no big deal. No name on this one says, don't hold your breath on the daylight saving time thing. Emissions was done here in Idaho, as mentioned on your show, but it's not going anywhere all of a sudden, so don't believe a thing until it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily that emissions aren't done. As a matter of fact, the only place that emissions will be required beginning next, was it July 1st? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ada County so far. All right. Acuna, Canyon County will not require emissions testing after July 1st next year. As for Ada County, they've also voted to stop it, but it has to do with the EPA deciding whether or not our air quality meets the requirements to allow for emissions testing not to happen. So the, it could still come to pass, but right now they're waiting on the EPA Um Department of Environmental Quality to come out with an issue whether or not Idaho made it so that Ada County will also be able to stop their emissions testing beginning next July. Gotcha. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit better there. But you're right. I mean, as far as daylight saving time, I guess states could weigh in and say, you know what, we're going to continue with standard time. I think states can still make their decision, their own decision, correct? Uh, Yeah, as far as I know, they can. A concerned citizen writes in and says, when are we going to talk about North Korea and the threat they pose to the USA as opposed to when President Trump was running things and making progress with them, actually getting them to talk? Now nuclear threats are looming. Nobody wants to mention that or discuss it. I thought this was a state that likes Trump, so why don't we hear from them anymore? It's really bizarre since Biden has taken over. Well, he hasn't met with them, but I don't think he's going to because... He uh, apparently doesn't meet with dictators. You also have to uh, remember that this current election is not for the president. True. You know, granted, you might have, you know, some control of helping other people get elected as far as North Korea tests missiles all the time. But they basically do that just to warn like South Korea and Japan that they can't. Yeah. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we will continue to take your phone calls and emails. Getting a lot of uh, good calls and uh, emails and text messages in this morning.
Give me your predictions on what you think will happen in the election. There's no right or wrong answer. So, I mean, this is the great thing today. We're just taking your predictions, especially on whether or not you think the Senate will stay the same. Will it flip to Republicans? Uh, will the House flip to Republicans? Those are the uh, national opinions we're looking at. And then locally, governor's race. How do you think Ammon Bundy is going to do? Do you think Ammon Bundy has a chance to be our next governor tomorrow? Um, if you think maybe he might not win, what do you think his uh, percentage of the vote will be? Also, the attorney general's race between Tom Arkush and uh, attorney uh, general candidate Raul Labrador. What are your predictions on that? We'll take your predictions on the morning. Like I said, no right or wrong. This is the last chance you uh, get away in uh, before the election. Coming up tomorrow, polls will open up at 8 o'clock. And don't forget, of course... We here at KBOI will get your full coverage beginning at 5 o'clock during the Nate Shellman Show. And then coming up at 9 o'clock after the polls close, we'll start giving you updates on the state races here on News Talk KBOI. Stick around. Coming up next, chance for you to get a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question right after Bronco Sports today. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty for all your real estate needs, whether buying, selling, investing, 208-888-4128. Mike is going to get first crack at our uh, question today. First of all, Mike, great name. Uh, second of all, excellent. Uh, now, <laughs> you know, Chris does not use the Google machine. Uh, Chris did not get this question right. I don't stump him very often, but this is one I stumped Chris on. He was very close, but uh, yeah. ended up not getting it. So, Mike, what is the oldest capital city in America? Would that be Santa Fe? You can't ask us. You have to tell us. That would be uh, that would be unfair. That, you're right. That would be Santa Fe. Well done. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes, it is. Founded in 1610. Congratulations, Mike. You officially now have a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Have you ever been there? Many times. Best place in the Treasure Valley to eat. (laughs) That could be the reason why they sold their sweet deal out in a minute and 29 seconds. It's interesting that Santa Fe (laughs) is the the oldest capital when New Mexico didn't become a state until the 1900s. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it is. Uh, hang on. Uh, we'll get some information online. That's what we're giving away all this week. So if you didn't get through for the biscuit and hogs, your certificate right there, don't worry. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. All this week, a chance for you to win. Stick around. Our winning is not done. Check it out. We've got Lock, Stock, and Barrel, $50 gift certificate coming up here sometime within the next half hour for the uh, Rick Worthington play of the game. If you listen to the post game after the BSU-BYU game on Saturday night, you know what the play is. You just have to stick around to get your $50 gift certificate. Also on the way, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, chance for you to see the all-new edition of the 2022-2023 BSU basketball team. They are going to be taking on uh, Washington State Cougars in the Capital City Classic coming up this Saturday night, Idaho Central Credit Union Arena. If you want to win those tickets, we'll have a chance for you to win coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. News coming up next, the bottom of the hour. After that, Bob Beeler will be with us. It is Bronco Monday. We'll be talking about the latest game. Unfortunate loss against BYU this Saturday. That's on the way next. This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for Bronco football, News Talk. KBOI. 
Oh, yeah. 838. Stick around uh, on the way towards the end of our segment this morning. We've got another $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. If you know the play of the game, quite a few plays could be chosen as play in the game. But if you listen to the post game, you know what Rick Worthington picked. We'll have a $50 gift certificate to give away coming up here this morning. If you're like most of us this morning, you're kind of, you know, bummed out frustrated that they didn't uh, get the uh, win. However, it was a uh, highly entertaining game. I would say maybe BYU needed the game more than Boise State did and probably played like they really needed it because they had to get two more wins to become bowl eligible. Boy, the end of the first half certainly uh, made you, I mean, it, it certainly illustrated the fact that it's a game of inches. I think you probably could have, I think you probably could have, well, on both the end both, of the half yeah. and the 146 to go, you could have got a credit card out of your wallet and probably had no room. It probably would have touched either the, the line or the, or the player yeah. or the football because you think about how both halves ended, mm-hmm. the, 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 the review, and, mm. and, and I don't think they had great reviews. Fox 2 doesn't have no, as many cameras as Fox 1. It doesn't have as many cameras as Fox. And, you know, it, it was tight both ways. And I think that what was called, it just shows you what's called by the officials on the field is important. Yep. Because I don't think if they had called touchdown for BYU at the end of the half, I don't think they flipped it. Got overturned and out. I don't think they flipped the, mm-hmm. the touchdown with 146 left to Nakua if they called no touchdown to start with. Yeah, I don't that's think. That's point. I, I do. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I uh, predicted in the second half of the game as we were watching teams going up and down the field, I go, oh, this is going to end up whoever has the ball last. And then Boise State had a minute and 46 seconds, and I go, yeah, I, I was going literally, yes, we have the ball last. Unfortunately, we just could not move the ball that last possession. Well, people that know me know that I'm a baseball guy. And I think a lot of times drives are like counts. That if you're if you got a hitter's count, the hitter's gonna do well. If you got a pitcher's count, the pitcher's gonna do well. Mm-hmm. And on the last drive, uh, as Boise State's trying to come back, they get a penalty, a holding penalty that hurt. to take a second and ten to a second and twenty. And you're deep in your own territory, and you know you got You got you do need only a field goal, but when you get behind the chains, I, I think that makes all the difference in yeah. the world because there's less you can do. Like when Coach Avalos called the timeout before the fourth down, I thought there was a false start on BYU. Now I don't know if it makes that much difference when you have a goal to go situation. You got to throw for the end zone, whether you're throwing from the six yeah. or whether you're throwing from the say the eleven. But you know, being behind the chains hurts. Yeah. And kudos, I mean, Boise State got themselves into a manageable fourth down, um, just not necessarily a, a great throw. Mm-hmm. I will have to say, the one thing that I've been impressed with uh, this year, ever since he's taken over, as the strides you have seen game to game from Taylor Green, mm-hmm. um, he is night and day a different passer in this game against mm-hmm. BYU, who has a much better secondary, in my opinion, than his first game that he played as a starter yeah. um, as far as his passing. He just looks so much more comfortable, and the zip on the ball is so much better. But I think BYU offensively certainly was the most balanced team that we've seen. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And they had the best quarterback that Definitely we've seen. Definitely the best quarterback. He's a good and, and I know the defense had been maligned, and they've given up a lot of yardage, but they're big, they're physical. The schedule they have played, you know, a lot of people would lose to Arkansas, 
that East Carolina team is six and three in the in the in the American. So I mean, they've played a pretty tough Le- schedule. Liberty just beat Arkansas. I know, yeah. I know, and they got and they got good. pounded by Liberty. Yeah, yeah. So it shows you how good Liberty yeah. is. I mean, um, I, I I thought unfortunately we came out on the short end, but it was just kind of a, a typical was, Boise State BYU game, and kind of makes you disappointed that the series yeah. is over. I was just thinking back and trying to remember how many times I've said, "Well, BYU has a good quarterback this year." <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been about Boise, and Boise State. You know, is you know, you think about it. You know, you really need good quarterback play. People ask me why the Mountain West is down this year. I think the Mountain West is down this year because there's not as many good quarterbacks yeah, in the league as there's been in the right. past. No Josh Allen? No? <laughs> no? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Green, despite not playing the first, basically, I mean, he played the Oregon State game, but not starting the first four games, he has a realistic chance to be the first team all-Mountain West quarterback. Yeah. That's a good point. It'll be you know. interesting to watch. Um also interesting to watch the rest of the uh, season, his development. Yeah. If it keeps going on the trajectory that mm-hmm. it has so far this year and how much better he keeps getting every game, um, it's going to be fun to see him next year. I will say, usually in a loss like this, I would be super disappointed. Um, I'm not because I was of the feeling Boise State had no chance of making a New Year's Day Bowl anyway. Mm-hmm. So their goals and their mm-hmm. you know hopes and dreams are still ahead of them. They can still win the Mountain West. They can still win the Mountain West uh, Conference and still go to uh, the Mountain West Conference Bowl game that they're tied into. Mm-hmm. So everything is still there for them. They just have to keep winning in the Mountain West. They're still undefeated. Yeah, 5-0. and They'll go to Nevada. They'll go to Wyoming. Wyoming is the team right now that probably has the best chance of knocking them out of the top perch on the mountainside because they have one loss. Everybody else has at least two. So And, and Boise State has the tiebreaker over many of those teams. So, you know, I think Boise State's in tremendous position to win the Mountain Division first. And then, you know, I I said this when they left here. I think Boise State's going to have to beat Fresno with their quarterback, Jake Hayner, in the Mountain in the West. Mountain West. That's who you think is going to make it to the other side. Well, they're, they're, they're tied with San Jose, but if they both win out, Fresno, Fresno gets, gets it, it because they, they beat them head-to-head. Fresno closes with Wyoming. So that's one of the tougher games for them. Now the game is in Fresno. It's not in. It's not in Laramie. We've also talked talked about this about how much a difference maker Jake Hayner mm-hmm. is, and probably would have been had he played against yeah. Boise State. So I mean, I, just, I don't know. I don't know whether they win, yeah, but he but, but he certainly would have been so better. better. Yes, yeah, they're yes, playing yes. so much better right now with yeah. him back at quarterback. Yeah. Well, we'll take know. a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, hear from uh, the coach. His thoughts on the game still on the way for you. Before we're done here this morning, we've got that $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, so be ready to call and win that. It is Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler with us once again in the studio. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. Bob Beeler with us once again. It is Bronco Monday at 47, talking about the most recent game. Unfortunately, it was a loss. Fortunately, it was a non-conference loss. So that's kind of a uh, you know silver lining. It was a non-conference loss, but you know when you're out there playing and you're going against a good team and it's a rivalry game, I don't think it feels any different. It felt like a conference game to me. Coach Avalos spoke with us on the post-game show and uh, he talked about the game itself uh, being uh, con- hotly contested back and forth and uh, gave us his thoughts on what he saw. It's all about continued progress and how do we keep getting better and you know. And, and and again, this is a. It's not going to just happen overnight. This has been a gradual deal, and it's just exciting to see you know this be his best performance 
Right you know, tonight we said we were going to be able to build off some things last, last week. He made some some throws last week that were extremely impressive. A couple of them, you know, there was a um, big hit, uh, force fumble on one of them, and, and there was a penalty on another. And, and you know, so uh, this week we were able to really put it together, and, and it was awesome not only see him, but it's the wide receivers, it's the tight ends as well. Again, that was a cut from last week, not from this week. So uh, we'll see if we have the, the right stuff here. But, uh, again, uh, Coach Avalos uh, was talking about how the game was back and forth and, you know, they just needed to make a few more plays. Uh, Want to try number two, Nathan, and see if that's that's the right one? Uh, he talked about, I asked him about the offense only had 16 plays in the first half and uh, the team got better offensively in the second half. BYU has changed what they've done a little bit here in the last couple of weeks on defense. So um, being able to see what it is in terms of their plan, and yeah, getting in rhythm result uh, involves um, getting plays, and we were unable to move the sticks there early on. And um, we were spending a lot of time on the field on defense. Um, while we were coming up with stops, we weren't, you know, we were getting those stops in the low red. So it really just didn't allow our offense to get um, in, in rhythm. And Coach talked about the last drive for BYU trying to make a stop and get the victory. He's done it in practice. Uh, you know, plenty of times it's different, the operation. Um, the big thing about that is we can't take, that, we can't take a penalty that puts you that far behind the chains uh, when you're in a two-minute situation, regardless of the quarterback being a senior or whatever grade he is. Um, that, that, that sets you back uh, in, in a big deficit there. And, um, but I will say this, you know, in my heart, I never even thought once about Taylor being a freshman, and what I, I believed in my heart that we were going to be able to get it, get it done and get it moving. But again, we just we put ourselves behind the chains in, a, in an unfortunate situation when a guy fell and you know runs into a guy. Again, that was Coach talking about the last offensive drive. I was thinking it was the last uh, drive that BYU got to score, and we'll finish up with Coach talking about goals for the season. Everything's still out there as Boise State is five and zero in Mountain West play. Again, we got all our goals still right right out in front of us. I'm, uh, I know our coaches, we're, we're all proud of the team and, you know, the way they fought. We just came up a, a few plays short tonight, but we'll learn from this and uh, we'll be able to move forward to attack our goals one week at a time. I appreciate you guys. Go Broncos. And that was Coach after the game. I was um, kind of surprised. What were your thoughts? I, I thought we would get a little more pressure on their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what we've been able to do so far this year. Well, think about it. George Charles was injured last week, or the week before last, did mm-hmm. not play. Came out of the Air Force game, was hurt, right. didn't play. He's a really good pass rushing in. And then on the first play of the game, non-kickoff, Boise State's two best, two of their best defensive players, Dimitri Washington and uh, Zeke Noah, basically collided with each other. And Washington and Noah left the field. Noah was able to return. Washington didn't play after play one, so you're now looking at backups at both defensive end spots. So I think that hurt Boise State a lot. But you're right; uh, they did not get a whole lot of pressure pressure on Hall during the game, and and you know he he threw for well over 300 yards. Yeah, he looked good doing it too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, any other surprises from the game from your standpoint? Uh, you know, I, I thought Boise State was going to win the game. They'd been playing well. Uh, you know, the defense, you know, just couldn't get off the field enough in the game. And uh, in the first half, Boise State's offense had the one nice drive for the touchdown. But 
they didn't have the ball hardly at all. They ran 16 plays is all in the first half. Wow, I was think it they that needed, I think they needed to, A, be on the field more to help your defense, and, and B, it would have been nice to have more than seven points. I think, well, uh, I think BYU can actually claim an unofficial Mountain West championship because they've beaten, what, Utah State, Wyoming, and now Boise yeah, State. Yeah. <laughs> Three of their five wins have been against the Mountain West. They have uh, two games left, uh, Utah Tech, which I, I guess is formerly Dixie State, yeah. okay. and then they have Stanford, who has not done well at all this year, and they need to win just one of those to be able to go bowling. And I would think they might win both. Well, if they play like they did against mm-hmm. Boise State, because uh, they played really well across the board against Boise State. So... Um, it really is, and you mentioned it at the beginning. It really is unfortunate that this, um, you know, this series has to come to an end because they have given us some, probably some of our most exciting games over the last decade or so mm-hmm. with these two teams playing. And what was this, the fifth time that a game was decided by three points or less? So, yeah, very, very close games and fun to watch. We'll take a break. One more break. When we come back, still on the way, that $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, if you know the play of the game. And we'll look ahead to what's coming up for the rest of the week. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 855, Bob Beeler with us uh, once again. you got uh, kind of a busy week this week, Bob. We do. Tomorrow at this time, we'll have Bronco Tuesday. We'll check in with volleyball. They'll close their... Home schedule, Thursday and Saturday. Wednesday night, we got the first real men's basketball game of the season, and boy, this is going to be a good one. South Dakota State, they won their conference, the Summit League, last year, and they went to the NCAA yep. tournament just like Boise State. Their record was 30-5. and five. Fun so, team to watch So this is not your typical opener against somebody you're going to beat by 40. So this is this is a battle of two conference champions. We'll be on the air with six, that at 6.30 coming up on Wednesday, Thursday night at 7. We've got the uh, Coach Avalos Weekly Show. And then Saturday, I can't be two places at once, so I'll be at the football game, and it kicks off at uh, 8.30 Mountain Time, 7.30 down in Reno. And the basketball team will be playing Washington State at ICCU Arena down the street here. Uh, That'll start at 5. Boise State's got two tough basketball games coming up this week. Right? Have you uh, looked in, uh, do the uh, Jackrabbits... Uh, have a lot back. This they year? have, I think, the two leading scorers are gone. But you could say Key Jab's gone for you know for yeah. Boise State, yeah. and Armouche is gone, and Acot transferred out. So I mean, every every year the team is different and has to come together. Even though you do have a lot of returning players back for both sides. So you know, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is that South Dakota State is playing tonight in oh, Akron, Ohio, yeah. playing the game tonight, flying tomorrow, and playing us on Wednesday. That's good news, then. They could be tired. Uh, Boise State, just real quickly, um, how how do you think they look? You've got a chance to see some of their practices. A lot of talent on that team. We get yeah, to remain and I, and I think you got to you got to come together. I mean, if you'd asked me last year, you know, well, what do you think the chances are Boise State wins the regular season and wins the conference tournament and finishes ranked? I mean, boy, no, only four teams have ever won the conference tournament and regular season. Yeah. So, this time of the year, you never know. All right, thanks, Bob. Uh, all right, right now. Caller number uh, first caller to get our play of the game two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless you'll get a fifty dollars gift certificate to Lock Stock and Barrel. Go ahead and call now. Good luck. Day from ten to one. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
9.06, good morning, and uh, welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. First order of business is to try and get a winner of our Lock, Stock, and Barrel $50 gift certificate after every game. Rick Worthington picks the play of the game, and uh, it's kind of an easy way to cheat. Instead of trying to guess what the play of the game is, all you have to do is listen to the post game, and he tells you what the play of the game is Monday morning then, as we have just got our callers on the line to try to identify what that play is that he picked. You get a $50 gift certificate to the first person to do it. Joan is going to get first crack at it. Joan, what was our play of the game? Okay, it was in the fourth quarter. There was an 11-yard touchdown run by George Hawani that put the Broncos up 28-24. to That was the play of the game. All right, let's... Green in the shotgun, two running backs in the backfield with him. Zone read, left side, Halani. Halani to the five, Halani dives in! Touchdown, Broncos! And Boise State surges into the lead. It's our seventh lead change of the game. And with 6.28 to go, Boise State back in front, 27-24. It's fun while it lasted, wasn't it? Joan, congratulations. That's a very good guess, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't get <laughs> there. You, you listened, didn't you? Yeah, I did. All right. Well, good job. It paid off for you. Fifty dollars gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Don't forget on Sunday nights. By the way, that fifty dollars can get you a prime rib dinner for two with all the fixings for fifty bucks. So, uh, if you want to go on Sunday night, you can take advantage of that. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Don't forget Lock, Stock, and Barrel gift certificate. After every game Boise State plays, even in, if they uh, go to a bowl game, if you know the play of the game, listen in Monday mornings here to the Casper Chris Show, and uh, you identify the Rick Worthington play of the game, and you'll get that $50 gift certificate, just like Joan just did there. Congratulations, Joan. Don't forget, on the way this hour, still more winning. Man, we've got a lot of stuff we've given away mm-hmm. so far this morning. One more chance, by the way, to pick up tickets for this coming Saturday's Capital Classic, Capital City Classic, Boise State, Washington State. Idaho Central Credit Union uh, Arena. Listen for your cue to call. Sometime before 10 o'clock, we'll give you that cue to call. It's always fun to play a Pac, uh, whatever they are now, Pac-12. Pac-12 team. Currently Pac-12. Yeah, (laughs) they're supposed to lose two, but um, I think they're still the Pac-12. But that game coming up Saturday night. Um, By the way, there is basketball action tonight, too. If you listen to 670 KBOI, uh, your uh, Bronco women's basketball team is home tonight at Extra Mile Arena. Tip-off with Leonard Berry. At 6.30 tonight, you'll be able to hear that on 6.70 a.m. KBOI, 93.1, regular programming. So if you're having to listen to uh, regular programming, you want to hear the basketball game, women's basketball game, switch over to 6.70 a.m. A lot of instant messages have been coming in. Uh, Voter says, I will vote for Bundy tomorrow. He has my vote. Anybody with that kind of passion and commitment is a fresh breath of air, in my opinion. He won my vote. I really hope he wins so he can roll up his sleeves and clean house if he would have that sort of power, or at least let the people know what is going on behind the scenes, just like President Trump is still doing on a higher level, vote Bundy people. Once again, we are, if you're wondering why, you know, that email, we're taking your predictions today. Today is uh, Election Eve, and we're taking just your predictions, what you think. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. We're just wondering what the pulse of the Treasure Valley is when our listeners outside the Treasure Valley. Um, specifically, what do you think nationally when it comes to the Senate? Do you think that Democrats remain uh, retain control of the Senate? Do you think House uh, may go to Republicans? What do you think and why? 
Also locally, we're talking about the uh, governor's race, Ammon Bundy, once again uh, up against Governor Brad Little, the incumbent. Um, you also have uh, Democrat Stephen Height, if you want to weigh in. Who do you think is going to win that? And it, it, when you weigh in, we want to hear what you think the uh, opponent might get as far as the percentage of the vote. The other one that's being talked about a lot is the Attorney General's race, uh, Democrat Stephen Arkush. Uh, is up against Raul Labrador. And as we know, Ar- Arkush was uh, backed by several Republicans. Uh, yeah, over over 60 either endorsed or publicly uh, supported him. So um, this is you know kind of an interesting race when it comes to uh, Republicans who are putting their name behind. Some of them are ranking officials or high-ranking officials within the Republican Party. Uh, Republican Party, by the way, not real happy about it. Um, matter of fact, there's been talk that some of these officials might not be able to run as Republicans again in the future, which seems a little bit weird. Mary has written in and says, people who vote for Bundy will have a very stark reality hit them when the state takes over all that federal land and this poor state or those really isolated counties if communities have to pay for firefighting efforts. Last summer, we had three major fires and multiple other smaller ones. The suppression efforts for the Moose Fire cost $69.5 million, $28.4 million for the Four Corners Fire, and $3.5 million for the Ross Fork Fire. The Four Corners Fire threatened multiple communities, burned to within yards of hundreds of homes on Cascade Lake, and could have burned down the Indian Valley and Council side as well, had it not been contained quickly on top of that watershed. Does Bundy think the state, or those small revenue communities, could pay for for the $28 million firefighting effort that kept that fire from burning any homes. Not a single structure was burned. I was shocked. I was sure we were going to lose multiple structures on that fire. One big fire that Idaho had to foot the bill on would wipe out the state coffers. All that land back to state, like Bundy plans, would assure loss of access to the public because the state would have to sell land to private companies and entities to afford the upkeep. His plan is the worst possible outcome for Idaho and people who live and use our wildlands. Everything we love about this state is at risk with some nutcase like Bundy in charge. Fortunately, wiser heads know this. Putting criminals and lawless people in charge of government was always a problem in the West, and anarchy is the result. The man has no plan that wouldn't turn into a nightmare for the people and threatened to bankrupt the state, just like he bankrupted his own crazy nutcase anti-federal gang and family, the court cases alone would be chaos, and there are laws in place and a state constitution that prohibit about half of the things he states he wants to do. What a mess it would be. That is some thoughts from Mary. That is a good point, you know, because he was on the show with us uh, on Friday. We interviewed him live. If you want to hear that interview, by the way, um, it's on our podcast. You can go to KBOI.com, Casper and Chris podcast. Listen to it yourself. And that was one of the things that he said, because we asked, you know, in your first 180 days in office, what are three or four of your top priorities? And one of them that he mentioned was uh, taking back ownership of our lands from the federal government. And that's that's a good question to ask. Is like, who would be footing the bill? I'm guessing it, that would fall then to the state, right? For, you know, upkeep, which includes well, if federal, fire if, suppression. If federal land is burning, the federal government pays right, for it. Right, right. So if that's no longer federal land, then that would... Then come if to the st- if state, state land is burning. Yeah. I guess the state pays for it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we had a precinct judge. Uh, one of the questions um, that we brought up a little bit earlier this morning from a, a listener 
was whether or not that they could take a sample ballot in with them to uh, while they vote. Um, and we have a precinct judge from uh, Mountain Home that wrote in and says, you can make marked sample ballots, notes, mailers, etc., with you when you vote. I think he meant to say take. Um, yeah. You may not leave any printed materials nor written comments in a booth. <laughs> That's considered electioneering. And that comes from a precinct judge. So Kilroy, if you have a sample Kilroy ballot... Was here. You can't even yeah, write that. Yeah. So if you have a sample ballot with you, yes, you can take it with you. Um, if you want to make notes, you can't leave it behind. Fed Up says, what is with the early votes? I am not that old and only heard of anybody actually doing the early vote just within the last six years or so. It seems like a great way to do dishonest things. So why give them the chance? I thought the early votes were for the old and handicapped that have a tough time getting out. Now it seems more like a way to create voter fraud. If you're if you're worried about voter fraud, I think uh, it can happen no matter what the system in, entails. On the other hand, if you're not worried about it, and, many, and I, I know I know plenty of people who don't even think about voter fraud because they themselves wouldn't do right. it. How many years has Oregon been doing mail? Oregon voting? and Washington have been doing it for many years. Yeah. I think Oregon's been and doing it they, for more years than the six years you're talking about. They both claim to have not really had any problem with it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, um, asking you to bring in your predictions this morning uh, ahead of the vote tomorrow. Polls open up at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, except for those of you who have uh, already, already voted early or absentee, then you don't go to polls. Just That's how you get your butt in a ringer um, if you've already voted and going to the polls to vote again. Just that fair warning. We'll be uh, carrying the coverage tomorrow, beginning at 5 o'clock. Nate Showman will start talking about the national elections and that coverage with the help of ABC News. And then at 9 o'clock after the polls here in Idaho close, Nate Showman, Rick Worthington, will be giving you updates about what's going on with uh, Idaho voters. And then Wednesday morning here on our show, Casper and Chris show, um, we'll give you everything that isn't covered um, with the uh, election results uh, tomorrow night. We'll give you updates. That's all happening on Wednesday morning. So, News Talk KBOI definitely gives you more coverage on election 2022 than any other radio station. The only live coverage you're going to get, so make sure you're listening in here to News Talk KBOI. We'll take a break. When we come back, Chris and I haven't given our predictions on uh, what we think. Not officially. When we come back, uh, we'll give you what our predictions are on the same predictions that we're asking you about this morning. We'll get to that coming up here next. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921 once again, uh, it is election eve, and we are taking your predictions. What you think is going to happen? You want to weigh in on the uh, national election, Senate, and the House? Please feel free to do that. Uh, give us your predictions on percentage. Um, talking mainly just the uh, governor's race with Ammon Bundy and uh, Governor Brad Little. Also the uh, race for the uh, Attorney General, Tom Arcouche, who's gotten a lot of support from Republicans against Republican candidate Raul Labrador. Um, we haven't weighed in, so write these down, and we'll uh, <laughs> hang on to these on Wednesday morning, see how close both of us get. I, I'm not going to wager any money. Uh, I'm not going to wager any. It's not like I'm Mattress Mac, or I haven't won the lottery Actually, yet today. I I'm will a, do that tonight, by the way. I'm a firm believer that if I wager money, that will guarantee I'll be wrong. <laughs> All right, let's go to the... Uh, let's start with the National House. What do you, what do you think? You think um, Republicans take over... 
Will Democrats keep control? And uh, if if you think Republicans are going to take, how many total seats do you think it's going to I be? predict nationally that uh, Republicans will win the majority in both the House and the Senate. People tend to vote with their wallets. Now, regardless of what you think of the the southern border, the FBI, uh, abor- abortion rights, crime, the other perennial subjects, my prediction is a large number of voters in this election will vote based upon inflation and the price of gas, which in the spirit of the buck stops here, they will blame on the current president and will vote for the opposite party. All right, in our tiebreaker, because I, I say the both thing, I agree with you that the House and the Senate will both flip. Um, so for our tiebreaker, how many House or seats do you think in the House will uh, they pick up total? Hmm. Uh, I think in the House they will... The, the Republicans will end up being ahead by 23. Let's I say that way. And I say 26. Okay. They, they'll pick up 26 total seats advantage. In the Senate, um, it's going to be close. My prediction there um, is they pick up one seat. So 51-49? 51-49. I'll go 52-48. All right. There you go. Um, locally, um, what do you think of the race for governor? This is not going to take me long to say. Uh, <laughs> I predict, uh, regardless of you know of what I think, this is not necessarily what i'm hoping for but i predict every one of the idaho races for state positions and u.s legislative positions from idaho will be won by the official republican candidate how close do you think the uh vote for governor little and bundy how much uh percentage wise how close do you think that's going to be i think uh little will get more than 50 percent of the votes uh i wouldn't be surprised if bundy got Somewhere between 10 and 20 percent. That's what you think? Because uh, a lot of people just will not vote for an independent candidate no matter what. Yeah. It has happened in other states before. Jesse Ventura comes to mind. Um, I predict little by a wide margin also. Um, I think Bundy will do better than some people think. I mean, there are you know, a lot of predictions around the 7, 8 percent. Um, I think, Which I think, is lower than what I said. Yeah. yeah, I think Bundy comes within 15 percent. Okay. Or maybe a little less than that uh, of of, but still a wide, comfortable margin for little. Um, as far as the uh, race for lieutenant or for uh, attorney general, um, I think Labrador wins that. I agree with you, Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, I think however, I think that I think race it, is going to be closer than a lot. I, of people think. Yeah, I think it'll be close as well. But I do think Labrador is going to win it. All right, there's our predictions. We're taking your predictions this morning. If you want to weigh in, no right or wrong answers. Um, you can see how well you do against Chris or I. If you want to predict, go ahead and call us up, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, Johnny Fudge writes in, if that is his real name. Um, yes, inflation is a major issue in the election, just as Chris said that people will be voting with their wallets. Yes, although not well known, the largest driver of inflation is large companies are harvesting their highest profit margins in you over know, the, 70 the, years. That is an odd thing. They are... Despite despite the inflation and all the problems they claim to be having, they are making record profits. And not just oil companies either, by the way. No, it's all kinds of large companies. Are. Um, yes, uh, they are doing that by taking huge indefensible price increases under the guise of inflation. Yes, keeping in mind that inflation is now 8.2%. Here are the damning facts. Profit margin increased by 201% in the shipping industry, 262% in the rental car industry, 53% in the meat processing industry and 62% in four of the largest companies in the oil and gas industry. In a setback, a judge blocked Albertsons from giving stockholders $4 billion uh, before being absorbed by Kroger. Now, that's not exactly true. Didn't block it. 
Um, he just said it can't happen right now. Delayed it. He delayed it. He didn't block it. Finally, last year, the profits of Standard & Poor 500 companies grew by a record 17.6%, while CEOs of those companies received an average of $18.3 million in total compensation, an 18.2% increase in just one year. Meanwhile, adjusted inflation, workers' real wages fell 2.4%. You know, sometimes I think that a lot of these businesses are just in it to make money. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's almost they're like, it's almost like they don't believe in public service. They're just in it for the profit, <laughs> like like they teach you in business school is your job. It's almost like it's their fiduciary responsibility to make money for their shareholders. Who right? knew? Who knew? That's crazy. That's absolutely craziness. We'll take a break. Phone lines are open. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, just taking your predictions, what you think is going to happen tomorrow. If you want to weigh in, here's your chance to do it. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Stick around. Still on the way in the next 20 minutes. We have tickets to the Boise State-Washington State game. Coming up Saturday night, the Capital City Classic. This will not be being played at Extra Mile Arena. This is going on at Idaho Central Credit Union uh, Arena in downtown Boise. If you want those tickets, hang on. We'll be giving those away sometime within the next 20 minutes. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 934-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, you can also email chris at kboi.com. Mike at KBY.com. Talking about uh, tomorrow's election, if you want to weigh in, give your predictions or your thoughts, please feel free. Email us. You can also text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Uh, Mac writes in, says, I, re- I agree with all the conspiracy theorists about the 2020 election and how it was stolen. Where I voted in 2020, I saw Elvis, Bigfoot, and Jimmy Hoffa. Mac... You don't badmouth Bigfoot. I'll say this once. I'm going to say it simple. And I hope to God, for your sakes, you all listen. There are no abominable snowmen. There are no Sasquatches. There are no Big Feet. Big Feet? I disagree with you. Sorry. Would it be Big Feet or Bigfoots? Big Big, big Feet. Okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he was, you know, at least his character anyway, was a, an expert on, on Big Feet. So I think he would know. Santa Fe writes in to say on a separate subject, you may have triggered a lot of your listeners with your impossible question this morning. Many believe the U.S. had no other people until the 1770s. I can track my genealogy in northern Mexico to the late 1400s. They frequently traveled between property in central California and later to Texas, New Mexico in the mid-1500s. Many of those illegals they see in the south, southwest, and west were already there. We've been here and will continue to be here for generations to come. Lee Joe, thank you for being patient, hanging on this morning. Um, You've been making predictions uh, on the election for a while now, but let's get your official predictions for tomorrow. Lee Joe, what what do you Let's start nationally. What do you see happening nationally? Nationally, uh, Republicans take the House easily. The Senate, however, isn't going to be that giant landslide. The Senate, could, because people underestimate the emotions of the Democrats, is only going to be 51-49 uh, for Republicans. So a majority, but just a, an eking majority. All right, maybe. so they pick up one, one seat is what you're saying in the Senate. Yeah, they pick up one seat, and that's going to be a disappointment, but there you go. We'll, we'll have something. But right. then uh, 
dropping down to our uh, local elections, the Republicans um, or uh, Republicans are going to split their vote 50-50, and Brad Little is going to get pushed over the line by the 100,000 Democrats who support and love everything he does. Um, and so the uh, vote total is going to look Ammon, 38%, Brad Little, 42% due to oh, wow, massive that's close. Democrat support. All right. Yeah, so you, you see it that, then, that close when it comes to uh, Ammon and uh, the governor? Yeah, like I said, there's a there's a huge campaign going on outside of the cities, and I think there's a, a you know Ammon's Ammon's got a lot of traction, but the votes the Democrat votes are going to be split because they they uh, the, the whole purpose of the special session was to buy off the teachers union and dump 410 million down them and take that uh, 320 million dollar ballot initiative off so that Brad Little could buy off the teachers union so. That's what that one was about, and so Democrats are going to vote for the Democrat in the race, which is Brad Little, and uh, they're going to support him and push him across the line. Might be a little different than what most people's ballots say, but um, let's go to the Attorney General's race. What do you see happening there? Raul Labrador and Tom Arcouche. Uh, Raul in a humongous landslide there. That's going to be one of those 65, uh, 65 35s. Um, and uh, so that'll that'll be that'll be an easy call on that one, um, and uh, and that's the most contested race right there, I think. And I think when you get down to, um, you know, it'll be Republican statewide on in on the rest of the the stuff, whether or not they're uh, constitutional or not doesn't matter. That that's going to be a long R ticket as usual. I'll ask you one more. Get down into, I, I want to ask you uh, one more question about the uh, constitutional amendment. Do you think that's going to pass? I think everyone needs to vote yes, and I'm pretty sure that they. It's gonna. It's gonna pass. I don't think Iaki gets to pull the wool over everyone's eyes as much as Iaki thinks they do anymore. We've kind of seen them coming to an end of their power, and uh, I think uh, the constitutional amendment gets a yes. And uh, easy uh, or close? It's it's going to be a it's going to be it's going to seem close to be like a fifty-five okay percent yes. All right, thank uh, you, uh, Lee Joe. A lot. Appreciate the yeah. predictions. Now you get to listen in uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, and we'll find out uh, how you land. Appreciate the call. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Food for Thought says, does anybody know what our Space Force is doing? I would love to see some space trash debris cleanup missions. For starters, <laughs> do they do anything? I don't, uh, I don't think they clean up trash. They, they haven't as of yet sent any astronauts or what they call them guardians up to uh, space. However, they are fairly important. They, um, they control what's called the Defense Support Program, which is satellites. And they send up satellites that are... Basically, America's early warning system. They detect uh, missile launches and uh, space launches and nuclear detonations all over the world if they happen. So, yeah, it's not like they're doing nothing. They just, you know, they haven't gone to the moon or anything like that. But right. that's, not really, that's not really their job. Their job is uh, defense. Tom uh, writes in and says, Red Eye Radio, which, by the way, is a show that happens overnight here on News Talk KBOI. Radio this morning predicted that red state results, uh, we'll find out about those Wednesday morning. Blue states, we'll hear on Christmas. 
<laughs> we only need to know, I guess, by what. Uh. <laughs> Bob uh, in Caldwell, um, your predictions for the election tomorrow. Let's hear them. Uh, let's start with the uh, national election, Senate and House. Who wins? Who wins? Well, I know the House is going to win. The Senate's going to be close. And I'm predicting that we might take more than 55. We might be more more than, more than 55. Really? But, you know, that's my, that's my prediction. Because then again, I always have a negative cast about we're always losing. Because most of the time, the Democrats will finally figure out a way of stuffing the ballot box. Okay? That's just my opinion now. Yes. That's one reason why I called in was to uh, plug a, a, a friend of mine, Chris Trakel, who's running for 11th district senator and um and i'm hoping that people hear this because he'll do a great job based on the fact he is a retired marine understands what's going on with our country and our state because he was born and raised here and he his biggest issue is property tax considering when one year his property tax was like what was it two thousand and next year it was four thousand and he just wants to make a change to that based they were heading down the um, the path of um, a lot of people don't understand is Prop 13 out of California because the way our tax structure is being done in the state of Idaho. All right, Bob, uh, I need your address because we need to send you a bill for that um, advertisement <laughs> campaign advertisement. So hold on the line. We'll get your we'll get your address here in just a second. Well, it, it's it's 1100. No, don't. Uh, I was no, kidding. No, no, I was no, no. Kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give you the address to the White House. Oh, there we go. Uh, okay. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. There you go. Yeah. All okay. right, we Bob. got that. One. Thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate but, it. But I think you, I think you know they don't pay their bills. <laughs> Uh, Sheldon writes in, full disclosure, I vote early. I honestly have no idea who the uh, donkey candidate, Democrat, for governor is. All I know is Little, Bundy, and uh, Paulette. Pretty sure I'm wrong about that. Well, Paulette isn't running. Paulette ran for the last election. Paulette Jordan ran for the last election as the uh, Democratic. Well, that's who he remembers. Yeah. Um, so she is not running this one. Also, I'd like to vote for Ammon Bundy, but I'm afraid of the vote split, and I don't want to be a part of the reason a Democrat got voted in as governor. That's Sheldon writing this morning. Yeah, Stephen Height, by the way. Yes, he's the Democrat. That is the Democrat. Uh, this one's not signed, but it says all that fire talk about how Bundy does not know what he is doing is BS. He knows better than most, not to mention, if he could put those fires out for much less without all the political BS, then why wouldn't that be better for the state and the people? Um, I'm, not, and I'm not entirely sure he could put out the fires for, <laughs> for less money. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and I, I'm not talking about just him. I'm talking about you know, doing it uh, through the state instead of the uh, federal government. Firefighters, I think, pretty much all earn the same amount of money. You know, so, I mean, it's still going to cost you to put those out. That money has to come from somewhere. If it's not federal land, I don't think the federal government is going, you know, we realize that this isn't our land, but here's a whole bunch of free money. Now, granted, the government hands out free money to everybody. I'm not sure if we'd get the free money to help put out fires. Not only that, but I'm guessing there would be some sort of oversight. You couldn't say, hey, we got this huge fire in Idaho. Can we get a check tomorrow? Might take a little longer than that. I'm just guessing. John in Nampa, you're on News Talk KBY. Wow, was, good morning. That was fast. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> who are you going to vote for? I'm a registered. I'm a registered Democrat. Okay. And I'm voting for Ann Bundy, only because I just want that 
I know, make the most of, out of my vote. I think that's the best way to do it. So you're kind of you're kind of just voting against little then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I, now, I now wait a minute. Them. Everybody says that all the Democrats are going to be voting for Little because Little's a Democrat, but you're going to vote for Ammon Bundy. Does that mean Ammon Bundy's a Democrat? No, I'm just, I'm just I just wanted to show up. See, they they keep track. Trackers keep track of uh, Democrats or Republicans and if they voted. I don't know that they know who he voted for, but uh, they could could find out if they wanted to. And I just wanted to be known that a Democrat voted for Ammon Bundy. Number two was there are in the in the national elections, it's going to be Hulk smash tomorrow. Hulk smash. And, <laughs> and, and the reason why is is because there are at least I've said this before. I know I'm getting some like a, a recording. Thirty million fraudulent voters in the 2020 election that did not exist at all, and the Democrats insist insist on continuing to count those as people who are going to be voting in the this this midterm and it's just not going to happen so they're you're screaming at home. i don't i don't know what they thought they were going to accomplish but they they don't exist so we're, we're up against the break here i just want to get um you know so i'm sure. i'm right with what you're saying here you think it's going to be hoax smash but you think it's democrats who are going to retain control of the no you think it's the other way around Democrats are going to lose both the House and okay. the Senate. I, that's what I wanted to make sure that we got. Yeah, I, I was a little confused. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for smash. prediction. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. John and, yeah. and Napa, we'll find out coming up Wednesday, or as some people believe, uh, by December. We'll take a break. 208 336 pounds, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. As we go to break, your chance to uh, get tickets once again. Capital City Classic coming up here Saturday night. Washington State, Boise State. Would you like a free pair of tickets? If you are caller number six, you are a winner. Call up. Dial carefully. Good luck. And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations going out to Robin Zabzora. Uh, he's got a pair of tickets to the Boise State-Washington State game coming up here on Saturday night. We have more tickets. If you didn't win this morning, we've got tickets tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, and Thursday morning. Also, if you would uh, like to see another great game, um, a lot of people see San Diego or uh, South Dakota State on the uh, schedule and go, oh, there's an easy win for Boise State. Uh, keep in mind, uh, they were 30-5 and last year, made the uh, NCAA tournament, and uh, almost won their first game. Um, very good team from South Dakota State. This is going to be a good test. And Nate Shulman will have tickets for Wednesday night's game with uh, his show during his show this afternoon. So be listening in for your chance to see some Boise State basketball. Tom and Emmett, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. What are your predictions for tomorrow? Hey, uh, I don't know. I think uh, Emma's going to come within five of Brad Little. Uh, I'm a Democrat, but I'm going to vote for Brad Little because uh, – Despite Ammon's claims of uh, we should never have shut down at all for, for the pandemic, the LDS Church was the first large group in Idaho that shut down all meetings when we did not know what exactly this virus was. So I actually applaud Brad Little that he did have the forethought and this fortitude that he did make a few people mad by shutting down the state of Idaho back in the spring of 2020. Uh the Ahmed Bundy, I have an idea that the, the Republicans deserve this guy because uh, they've done everything they can to go and make 
Republicans just as purely conservative as they can, and if they're really just wanting to make everybody, you know, keep the partisans apart, then they would have made it to where it was illegal for them to vote in the Democratic primary, too. But, you know, we're, we should get used to Republicans wanting to do anything they can to their advantage, and the rest of us uh, will be lucky we have a democracy if we, go, if we do go have a big red wave for everybody because we have – governor candidate saying that you will not have to vote again once i get in don't worry we'll have this thing covered the guy in pennsylvania mastriano he basically saying there will not be another democratic electors coming out of pennsylvania if he's if he's governor of that state so uh i hope you guys are happy if you get your authoritarian government that donald trump's promising us i hope you all be very happy with it uh, there's a lot of people said, well, the government's so bad, let's just burn it down. Well, look at those failed governments in those other countries, how wonderful they live. We have the best lifestyle of anybody in the world, but we have the biggest winers in this state. I see them driving $75,000 pickups, and they're complaining that they're buying $5 for gas. Uh, this is really convenient. But uh, I think it's the oil companies that's probably making $5 gas, not exactly the Democrats. Thank you. All right. Spoken like a uh, true liberal. Let's see. If well, if, he, if he's a Democrat, then he yeah. would know if he's making that's money, said, and he's was, probably not. Yeah. Uh, this one's not signed, but it says, so if someone had the money to cover the spread, 230 mil or so, why not more than double your money? I think he's talking about the lottery because it's up to like $1.9 billion. Mm-hmm. However, uh there are actually, I believe, uh, about 500 and I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $585 million that would, it would cost you to uh, purchase every one of the combinations, the possible combinations. To give you an, um, I- to give you an idea and why, because people have done the math on this and why mm-hmm. it won't work. For instance. It's, well, it's kind of difficult to, to buy that many tickets in that short in, in the time, time, number in the time one. Yeah, number one, to do that. Um, even if you were doing it nonstop, 24 hours a day for in between Saturday to now's, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have a chance to buy all the tickets that you would need to do. Second of all, um, I don't, I don't know what the combination was this because I don't know how many, but in the previous lottery, um, it was only 30% of the combinations were covered. Yeah. Thanks there, for are, the f- there are, there are 292 million combinations. And it would cost you twice that much money. Yeah. Thanks for the phone calls and emails. Tomorrow, once again, Election Day. We'll talk more about the election coming up. We'll have more chances for you to win uh, coming your way tomorrow morning, too.